remember that? Do you remember Infants Assembly? Yeah. Did you ever have where you would... Did you ever have the thing where some... The, the lucky chosen children would get to stand at the front and one would have a little rat-a-tat drum and one would have the claves. If you were lucky, you got the claves, which were these two beautiful, like, polished rods of thick... God, I don't even know what. Like, they... I think yeah. they were wood, but they felt like stone. And they were a deep purple burgundy... Maybe they were burgundy. And you click click them together and they might make the most beautiful sound and they smell delicious <laughs> click, click I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself some claves just to feel good I say I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna oh, look up claves on Amazon uh, see, uh... yeah I literally am it's, it's kind of yeah. just made me realise how much of a weird kind of brave new world conditioning thing that happy and you know it is mm. as a song mm. like we're all taught it as a yeah. kid and uh, and it's sort of a thing we do in a group where it's like if you're happy and you know we clap your hands so, so we're all happy yeah. It's... yeah because you would never not clap exactly. your hands that, it would never cross your mind if you were unhappy yeah. you wouldn't just not clap mm. your hands because that would I don't know that's just not how it goes it's like a it, yeah. oh I've just looked up claves on Amazon and I'm unsatisfied there's none that satisfy me they're all the wrong colour they're all different. They've got sh they're notches not, in them and deep, stuff. Deep burgundy. They've got. They've got. They're, they're not deep. They're just not deep burgundy. So I don't know how you would get that bounce off them because they have to feel. I tell you what they feel. What what you want them to feel like ideally is two um, snooker balls clacking. Yeah. Together. That's what you're looking for. They have a got some power. Yeah, you got. They have to have a bounce. Oh, that's feeling. I want to go. I might. I, I might call up my old primary school and go. Can I have a go on the claves? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to buy your claves. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy you some. I'll buy you some better claves. No, I don't want to do that because, see, my theory that I'm working on is that my school will still have the same claves. Because, come on, what five-year-old is going to have yeah. broken the mighty claves? <laughs> they're not, they're, they won't have even splintered. They were polished within an inch of their life, and I get. And they were so heavy. They were definitely good quality, old-fashioned claves of the sort you probably can't get anymore. You probably have to kill a rhino to make these. And like. And like, um, so if I, if I was guarding the mahogany tree, <laughs> guarding the claves, yeah, <laughs> it's just standing in yeah. front of the tree you wanted to cut down for you. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't want to take those claves away because then the next children, I don't want to take those claves away <laughs> because the next children won't get the experience of the magical, wonderful claves. They'll just have crappy normal. They'll, claves they'll never know. They'll Amazon. never know what they missed. So. No, it's fine. You can take them away, Dave. But 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 what what? No, the, the children that, of the future generations aren't going to be given the 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 inspiration to get into get into simple percussion. <laughs> That's what I'm on about. I don't. Yeah, I want to inspire. I want future children to be inspired to want the claves and not have them. <laughs> we should all like. We should all look for the perfect claves, buy them, and then next mm. time we do this, when we're doing the sink. Yes, <laughs> they crave. We yes! we crave the claves. <laughs> yeah. The sink claves. <laughs> bring out the sink claves. Everyone, everyone, get out your claves, and then when other when other guests are on, they'll just be like, "What? What are we doing?" We're like, "We're getting out our claves." You don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get the audio in sync, and this is the only way to do it. Yeah. And like you want to, and just to just to mess with them, you want to learn 
like a little bit of conjuring so that it looks like you're like going like nothing up my sleeve and then you like clap your hands together and just, <laughs> it, you pull your hands apart and a clave appears <laughs> and you're like what can you not do this <laughs> time oh. to sink yeah that's how you that's how you ward people away from podcasts that's how you gatekeep podcasting <laughs> is it invite people into your, into your show just to show them your clave magic yeah <laughs> Part comedy film podcast, the way. part clave magic. <laughs> Some movies. Yeah, we're doing martial yeah, arts movies. Martial arts movies. Yeah. We, we, uh, we had a we had a discussion, Dave, um, briefly before before we came on, as to what the biggest edge case you will allow as a martial arts movie is. Like, what's the what's the right. closest thing to not a martial arts movie that still mm, you would mm, go would mm. say is a martial arts movie? Or to put it in a Twitter paradigm, um, what feels like a martial arts movie but isn't a martial yes. arts movie? Mm. Huh. Well, all I need to do to answer that question is to reach into my pool of films that I feel that I am familiar with that are kind of martial arts movies. Because I'm just not familiar with mm. martial arts mm. movies, really, in any way. I've seen several of them, but I the, the circumstances of my seeing them and the forever association I have with them is of like people who are art students and made me watch them because they thought they were really cool people for watching mm. them and so they they come with a sort of a little caveat uh so i don't really watch them by myself because it just reminds me of <laughs> assholes at university um but um so probably turtles. Yeah, you know? that's good. Mm. That yeah, that is a good was, example. Yeah, I think I think Jay brought it's, got, it's about martial arts and it's got martial arts in it, but I don't think anyone would call it a martial arts movie because a martial arts movie, ideally, oh I know, here's another one, Mulan, the recent mm. remake, mm. because ideally a martial arts movie, the point and the the heart and soul of it is the same as like the old uh, like slapstick comedies with your fella whose the house fell down and he went through yeah. the window that's Buster stuff. Keaton what's his name Buster Keaton yeah it's the same principle as that the, the the heart and soul of a martial arts movie is gosh it's impressive that that actor got to the point where they can do yeah. that mm. in front of a camera um, and so any film that tries to use that aesthetic but without ever anyone doing anything for yeah. real that is that's an edge case martial arts movie and that is the new Mulan. I don't know if you've that's, seen it. I wouldn't uh, that's that's what I said, wasn't it? It was just sort of like CG has replaced quite a few bits of martial yeah. arts. Which is why Jackie Chan is still really good yeah. <laughs> to yeah. watch because it's yeah. like he's actually doing all that. It's incredible. Um, yeah, like Jackie Chan's movies age yeah. better than most movies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because yeah. They're, they're just just like Buster Keaton movies, right? They they just age better. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> Whichever way you slice yeah. it, what you are looking at is a person who did the thing that the film is telling you the person did, mm. and that that is timeless because they I did. I don't know why that doesn't work for me with Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. <laughs> like, because he does mm, the stunts, yeah. right? He does the stunts. Yeah, apparently, but, yeah. They're not impressive to me. <laughs> like, it's because it's it one big No, stunt. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's one big. It's because stunt he's movie. like a Johnny Come Lately. He's a fair weather stuntman. That's what it is. <sighs> yeah, he's showed up, said I want to do my stunts, but like, it was always a gimmick, and he was never going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Well, well, I, he did I, I think his leg in the last movie, though, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, did yeah. he? Oh, well, I think. Okay. I think the part of it for me is the. Um, 
is the way it's shot, the way the stunts are, are done, right? It's like this this yeah. kind of you, yeah, but you were on a rope and you were sort of yeah, you were just kind of I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of the one recent Mission Impossible one <clears throat> I watched, which is the the one on the, in Dubai. Uh, where he's going up a big building and he's got to climb a big building. It's like, yeah, you were up high, but essentially what you were doing is the, uh, uh, a, a year six, uh, like what, one of the abseiling yeah. thing, right? Like, yeah, it's all yeah. safe. There was a net further <laughs> yeah. down or whatever. Like, like what well, I'm reminded of just recently, there were clips that people because I haven't seen a lot of, I haven't seen any Mission Impossible films, and I haven't seen a lot of these. I don't think I've seen any of the of the Buster Keatons or the old slapstick. Just clips yeah. that you see online. And I saw one recently, so I can't tell you even who it was. It might have been Jackie Chan. It was someone it was someone like that. Where the clip was that he falls off a building and lands on the floor. And that is what he did <laughs> in real life. Yeah. And I and I went why didn't he die of that? Yes, I think, <laughs> I've, they, seen, I think I've seen. It's like a four-story building, and he falls out of the attic. Yeah, and yeah. and lands. And he he, go, he goes down the front of the building, and and he hits awnings yeah. on the way down. It's not that there's nothing to stop him, but he does land on I think his head on the yeah. ground. And anyway, so I said to the person who posted, like, why didn't he die of that? And the answer that came back was sort of along the lines of, well. He just didn't, <laughs> yeah. and so and and so, as a result of that, the film came out, and that's yeah. why we've seen it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe the film would already have been released, but the, anyway, if he had died of it, but yeah, probably not, and there wouldn't have been any further films by that yeah. person, and that seems to be the only reason <laughs> that it was a success. Just it just was. Yeah, um, Buster Keaton, or, was it Charlie Chaplin who was dangling from that clock? Mm, yeah, for, I think that's Charlie. Yeah, Chaplin. where I think I think that was like if he had fallen, it, it probably would have killed him. Um, yeah, but we live in the timeline where that isn't what took yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> and so we get to look back and marvel. It's kind of like the evolution thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like, well, it's a bit convenient that we evolved into exactly what we are. And it's like, no, that's just what you think because we did. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's convenient that. Buster Keaton and uh, sorry Charlie Chaplin and Jackie Chan or whoever yeah. it was survived, but that's just because they did. It's, it's like <laughs> st stunts like not just martial arts stunts, but just stunts in general that are performed yeah. without CG. Um, I mean, some I think some of them, some of them I have watched and be like, wow, but they have had CG mm. sort of enhancing the background. So like Mad Max mm. uses a lot of actual stunts, but the CG yeah. in the background is is what's doing it, which is, it's still impressive because the stunt is yeah. actually still being performed. Yeah. Um, there's one in uh, Captain America Civil War where the guy where, uh, Captain America gets exploded out of a building, falls about three stories onto a truck, like his head hits the truck on the way down, he spins and just lands on the foot. It looks so painful it's like seared into my memory of this stunt because I'm just like Jesus like I, I watched it thinking it was CG and then I watched yeah. the behind the scenes and someone actually did that stunt and I was like wow <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's incredible they should tell you some I think we're now in the era where we're so used to like anything being possible on screen because of CG mm. that they should like give you a little program on the way in <laughs> and, or, 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 or flash a message up at the start of the film being like 
these bit the bit when when someone falls out of a building that was real <laughs> because that's the only way to be impressed because as soon as you know that you're like wow like the whole thing the it it wasn't until i'd finished watching mandalorian that i learned that the whole thing was recorded in front of massive screens mm. showing the backgrounds and they're not cg'd on yeah. that's literally the final footage it's incredible it's isn't like, it wow yeah. <laughs> i wish i'd known that that makes it more interesting to look yeah. at yeah i had a thought of a film that is like a martial arts movie fuck it's gone home alone was one <laughs> it's like a martial arts movie it's like a martial arts movie i've never felt that home alone feels like a martial arts movie but i'm i'm listening <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's it's fighting in it no. <laughs> no. 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 He's not really fighting as such. I mean, the closest he's defending thing to... a castle with with his own booby traps and uh, yes. and stuff. I I I am uh, the because uh, because Jenny was saying to me earlier when we were talking about martial arts that what bows a martial art not really right but it is it's a fight it's a fighting style right it's a way of you it, it's a if you are good at a bow you are practicing a martial art. Do we mean the stick or the like a fiery boy? Arrow. Like yeah, shoot, a bow yeah, and arrow. An arrow yeah. yeah, I mean it's a it's a fighting art. Yeah, yeah. it's a. I suppose, I suppose it's technically a martial yeah. art, but you'd never you'd never you'd never if someone if all someone did was fire a bow, you wouldn't call them a martial artist. I now if they were doing martial arts and also incorporated the firing of a bow in that, that'd be. I great. think I think you would call them a martial. You should call them a martial artist because it, it it ticks all the right boxes. It's just we it's just not what we're used to, right? And that's what I that's it's, what I live yeah. for is edge cases. So um, right, <laughs> like, dictionary definition: it is a martial. Yeah, um, and, and like I think you know, but but I would argue that the reason I would argue it isn't for martial arts films is I would make the same argument that if you were watching a film in which an actor plays a scientist, and for the entire film all that person does is like mix chemicals in petri dishes, yeah. that's not science fiction. Yeah, you're not doing science. That's not yeah. a science fiction yeah, film. No, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but like there are people who can fire bows with their feet in real life and they you know can do yeah. all sorts of weird shots and riding on a horse and yeah. all that sort of thing so um, but what I mean is I've got a broad yeah. definition of martial arts mm, yeah. I am quite I am quite like Neapolitan in my view of, of uh, <laughs> martial mm. arts I uh, we, I've got I've got chocolate strawberry and vanilla yeah. right yeah um, you're a forward thinking progressive martial arts yeah movie. And even I do not think that Home Alone, like the, the booby traps. <laughs> I, I know which as film I was thinking arts. of. I know which film I was thinking of, and it was it was okay, when well. Dave said um, films you've been forced to watch by university dickheads, and that is Leon. <laughs> yep. Leon the ah, professional. Leon the professional. Mm. Yes. Now I that is the circumstance by which I was forced to watch that <laughs> film, but Same. I've always. But I've but I've I've always sort of assumed that I should watch it again and that it's probably quite good. Um, but I don't <laughs> know if Matt that's watched, the case. You know, like along with things, I watched it all. You watched, no, it I watched all. the whole thing. Yeah, we, oh. we sat down. You are my university dickhead, Tom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you made me watch that film. Oh, and really? It is oh. absolutely fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's 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 okay. Fully just okay yeah. and really uncomfortable. <laughs> because because it's by the same guy who made um, Fifth Element, who clearly loves to, to put strange romantic 
um, like put the, the leads in his films to be either children or have the minds of children. Um, <laughs> I what you mean? Yeah. It's um, like Luke Besson. Yeah, Luke Besson. I I feel uncomfortable watching Luke, Luke Besson's movies now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Very, very strange man. Uh, so let's get on with the show. Um, that's just the thing I thought. I was like, oh yeah, no, I had a film in mind. Yes, Leon the Professional is uh, is a martial he's got arts some, movie. He's better at booby traps in being martial arts than 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 uh, Kevin uh, McAllister <laughs> for sure. Mm. Oh, imagine that, Kevin McAllister versus Leon. <laughs> There's a film. You know that would make Leon better if Kevin McAllister was the kid. <laughs> I mean, how how many films would be better if, like, the, the film was just going on and then randomly, about halfway through, they enter a place that's been booby-trapped by Kevin McAllister, <laughs> who, for whatever reason, is against our protagonist. Any, any, love... any uh, post-apocalyptic movie, right? Where, yeah. like, where oh, they any. wander into a space and they realise that Kevin McAllister is, is, is trying to protect it from the outside. I genuinely think that would actually be a good film they could make now with with now Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yep. Like he's he's now grown up. There was an apocalypse. He's thriving. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's got because he knows like he exa- he know he learned how to fend for himself for a very early age. And yes, we only saw it happen twice, yeah. but it carried on happening. It was constant. <laughs> like they, his family always left him alone. It just kept happening, and he never made the same mistake twice. He knows how to reinforce a shopping bag, all of that, <laughs> <laughs> and so, he, so he's able to like bring home. You know, he's he's these days he's out peeling carcasses off things, yeah. and he's made those carcasses into these thick leathery shopping bags that <laughs> so they never break. He's got all that sort of stuff sorted out. And I now love how you focused on his skills for surviving. You focused entirely on that scene where his shopping bags fall that, apart. That is the most distressing thing in the entire film. He's the child is left home alone, right? That's that's distressing, but only you, you kind of go like, oh well, this will eventually get sorted out. There are ways that if I was in that situation, I'd be able to cope with it. Like, for example, calling the police or telling anyone or like they've obviously you know no one with that level of wealth doesn't have an extended list of contacts like you could just pick up they'll have a phone Mm. book next to the like they'll have phone numbers next to the phone you could phone someone um he'll be fine it's that shopping situation (laughs) what on earth the the fact that the film just cuts away from it what does he do What does he do? <laughs> he's just, his shopping is all over the floor. That's all the money he's got. It's like he's got to survive on that. What's he going to do? As soon as he goes, if he takes some of it and like fills his pockets and then goes either home or back to the shop, because I imagine it's that the bags break on the exact midpoint between those two yeah, places. <laughs> then, like, what? Everything else is going to get nicked that he leaves there. What? does he it's it's always bothering <laughs> so yeah that's the lesson that i learned from home alone really above anything else is never to have a bag that that could happen to yeah that's also how did they do it how did they achieve that practical effect in the first place did he have little did he have a little switch that he pressed? i reckon, I did, reckon was there it were remote strings trigger? pulled mm. like there were strings no you'd see it because it's a flexible bag you'd see the you'd see the tug well maybe you do and i just need to look at it more carefully Maybe mm. it's an incredible scene. It's one of the most memorable scenes of cinema in my lifetime. <laughs> well, uh, I think we should start the show. Um, yes, 
Let's see what's let's let's reach into our pitching cupboard and see what groceries we've got. <laughs> see what mold is growing in there. From Reese Howell, we've got lethal Morris dancing. Lethal Morris dancing. Okay, so yeah. right, yeah. so we know the moves, right? The, you've got you've got <laughs> to have, you've got Do you've we? got bells with blades on on your shins. Yeah, you've got you've got a stick you which a you're going to clack together. I mean, it's um, quite lethal anyway. I think the skill of Morris dancing is not killing each other while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to clack sticks together you real hard. Whack, yeah, you got to whack sticks towards each other. You got to kick it all over the place. It's the <laughs> the dance is required just so that everyone else can dodge what everyone's doing. That's the only reason it's a dance. <laughs> Before they invented the dance bit everyone's just kicking and whacking each other <laughs> there's often a man pretending he's on a horse nearby Is um yeah sometimes he got the, those, what, those, doing those a clip motion yeah they got like he's got the, they, they have those costumes where like you have fake false legs for the no no. Never seen those before? Like you see them at Village Fates a lot, which is where you see uh, Morris dancing also. But oh. like those those costumes where you kind of like his legs are the, are the horse's legs, and then he's got two false legs in two front. Two false like, legs. Oh, yeah, and then he's got you know um, a, a, a kind of he's pretending to be both jockey a jockey and horse at the see, same I, time. I, I do recognise what you're talking about, except the only yeah. ones I've seen are you know, it's like you know an emu or something, and. And I don't know what it's got to do with Morris dancing. Just they 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 they, they occur in similar uh, similar events. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. So so I we, so we may as well say that. From or, or is practice? Is it just practiced across the UK, or is it, it just in certain points? It's South England, really. Uh, South England. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I well, like, well, look. I can tell you for a, for an absolute sure, definite that it is done in Leicestershire, where I grew up, because. Yeah my teacher was like a leading one of them mm. and I, I think I, I find that very brave it's something that at the time I, we, we used to make fun of but now I'm like wait a minute a teacher of like 11 to 14 year olds openly a Morris dancer that, <laughs> that man is a badass <laughs> it's true it's true like Morris dancing this weird thing for those who don't know what it is uh, I'm sure you can google it but like um, the uh, it, it's this weird thing of like it's folk celebratory dancing except massively sanitised yeah, it's like what happens in it's, it's like imagine a Kaylee if you've ever been to a, like a Scottish Kaylee, it like you know or even just imagine right the dancing the dancing that people are doing uh, in the bottom of the Titanic. There's a good yes. reference for you. That is right? a good reference. Imagine for that, or, or the and dancing, then and or then the dancing that Merry and Pippin do in the pub in uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, and then like wind it back probably about 10 notches <laughs> to the point where no one's really having fun anymore and you have to have memorized everything okay you've not see you've not seen proper morris dancing i saw morris dancing once that was breathtaking like we <laughs> we we ended up it were in some some twee town somewhere and the guys were going at it they were like bang they, it was like a full on like they were smacking those sticks together there was one guy just jumping up and down and yelling it was violent i yeah i think i, I think i think we're used to seeing a a very Morris dancing is the sort of thing that your grandparents could do when it's the when it is that sanitized version, and I don't know what it is when it isn't the sanitized. <laughs> when it's version. unleashed, yeah. Okay, well, this is the movie. This is Morris dancing unleashed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Doesn't that sound like like a group who would win one year's worth of you know Britain's Got Talent or something, and, <laughs> yes, and, and go on a quick tour and be the yeah. thing for one year and then never be thought of again by anyone? Yes, yes, it is because of course it's all all the money from grandparents who are taking their children, to, uh, like their grandchildren, to uh, yeah. to go and see it. Uh, they'll pay for the tickets. It's fine. Um, that's where those that's where those ticket sales come from. Yeah. One tour is all they needed, right? That's... <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So what? What this this movie? I, I I assume is that someone gets into Mars dancing and then someone approaches them and says, "There's like an underground." Yes. There is something. Yeah. You've got it. You're you're quite good at this, kid. Why don't you come and try the real stuff? <laughs> it's like Fight Club, but with yeah. Morris yeah. dancing. <laughs> and I think the crux of this, because it's only an honorable mention, I think the crux of this is going to be like um, at some point there's going to be like a village fate, or like it's, it's going to be like a summit, right? Where like um, uh, uh, maybe even a competition, but it's in a more, slightly more central area than a village. Yeah. Um, like a some like a city or something, and then at some point, like Morris, the the, the fighting from below will break out up up, up up top. So they'll they'll climb out through the through the uh, through manhole covers and like all start like attacking each other. And suddenly there's like you can't tell which ones are which ones are normal Morris dancing and which ones are fighting each other. Okay. And then, then. as they then as they put their sticks together a clack you've got people like running between like they've got their their feet between each of the sticks yeah so they're like, like running across the top of this crowd i think we need to have a um uh an escalation of morris dancing so like one of the things that morris dancers have is they have bells on their like i don't know where they have bells is it like the bottom of their trousers so they jingle it's and the they shins, kick. yeah like yeah. It's, like the, the kind of whole <laughs> shin stretch area you have these kind of weird um sock things yeah. that, that have have bells like so many okay so so that so like beginner morris dancers not the underground like real stuff the normal like like up top village fate morris dancers they have those bells on their shins yeah but the deeper into it you get the bigger the bells get <laughs> so like so like it's like weight training yeah exactly so like but so a, a, a sort of an underground morris competition is like Badong, badong, badong. It's like this you get these big bell sounds. And then the final challenge is that like they're like, well what are we what are we There's like a scene towards the end where the guy's trained up, he's got big beefy legs, he's like, Finally I am ready and the teacher goes, You're not ready and looks up and there's like Big Ben or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to That's what it is, okay. So they're in they're in London and they're having to climb up the tower while Morris dancing their way up the tower so that the winner can get Big Ben attached. And of course, because Big Ben is the next step, they've already got massive church bells attached to them anyway. So they're like, it's, it's oh, and the music of the church bells like gets remixed into the dubstep soundtrack of this final fight. And it's really cool music. Yeah. Uh, so, so is that is that, are they trying to steal? They're trying to steal the bell from Big Ben. We need well, not just steal it. They want a Morris dance with it. They'd be happy to put it back, but they've got they've got a <laughs> okay. Morris dance with it. What you know? What we need for this? We need Edgar Wright for this. We need yeah. someone who can mix in music and movements yeah. in a brilliant way, so that every kick, every like martial art move that they do, is there is a bong of the bells attached to them that does mix into the soundtrack perfectly 
they're trying they're trying to stop um a group of morris dancers who won't give it back no yeah they're trying to get get to it before they do yes it's a race up big ben yeah (laughs) and uh there's yeah there's there's a big morris festival going on uh and um they in the middle of london and uh, they end up like you know doing that whole thing where they they start running across the big procession yeah. of of people with sticks and they they use it as a bit of a oh a, wait la- let's up the ante here let's up the stakes it's the coronation of King Charles so <laughs> oh. so there's soldiers every like you know those red coat soldiers marching yeah. along it's a big procession mm-hmm. these Morris dancers uh, uh, they're having to run along the heads of them. Uh, and of course they're like presumably trained like to take anyone out who comes anywhere near the king so yeah so they're avoiding that so there's bullets going everywhere or whatever it is that they're, <laughs> they're, they're swinging around their bell as bullets rain down on the bell yeah um, and like and what it is is that if the if the wrong guy if the bad guy gets big ben and attaches it to his sock. <laughs> then he'll what he'll do is he'll kick his leg out the window and it'll go bong <laughs> and that'll something will be bad about that. That'll have some disastrous effect. So what they have to do is a good guy has to attach the bell to his sock and kick it out the window and it'll go dong but it'll be good. <laughs> it's do you know what it is, Dave? It's that um if the ba- if the bad Morris dancers get attached to their leg, they'll just steal it, right? They won't even ring it. Oh and no! Th- that will invalidate the crowning of uh, the the coronation. Mm. Like unless Big Ben strikes, we posit um, in then this. Yeah. The, <laughs> in in this, then it, it, the, the the king won't be truly a king, right? Um, whereas, but wait a minute. Would that mean that we were then like uh, <laughs> free of monarchy? Because <laughs> that might be all right. It's it's one of those villains that you just like got a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But because the um, status quo is affected by that point, then he's a villain. So yeah. <laughs> I can say, to- okay, I have nothing to substantiate this, but I can imagine Prince Charles is sort of stuffy and boring enough that he might be into Morris dancing. So maybe, maybe he's like, maybe the the guys who want to do that are the good guys. And he's a bad guy, Morris Dancer. King Charles Ooh. is a bad guy, Morris Dancer, who wants to become king so that he can access Big Ben. That because <laughs> only the monarch is allowed up there, or the people yeah. who, or the people who like clean it. As it, it, we're going to conflate it with the Tower of London. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah there's, there's jewels in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> the crown no. Jewels Big, in Big Ben. Thing is secretly the whatever the number real tower of london no it's the whatever number th- uh, however many crown jewels they are it's the next one it's the secret final crown jewel the main uh, crown okay. jewel right. you need one it's more. the master yeah. emerald of the crown jewels right yeah yeah okay there we go i, th- I think we've got it there i think we've got uh, <laughs> some kernels of ideas there for lethal morris dancing um that sounds great I, so, edgar uh, get that one made get in touch <laughs> So it wasn't very lethal, on. was it? You, I, yeah, you're gonna have a lot of people just being splattered by enormous bells. Well, that's that, that's that's a given. You have to imagine that there's incredible violence at every step of the way in this film. <laughs> and also, there's a bit where I don't know if this is in any real martial arts films, but in Turtles 2, there's a bit where one of the tests to get into the Foot Clan is that there's a dummy covered in little bells, and they turn the light off, and if you can gather the bells 
without making them making a noise then you're a ninja and i feel like there's a morris dancer version of that which is that you just have to make constant bell noise whatever it is (laughs) that you do they turn yeah, they're the, not trying to be stealthy. Yeah, they yeah. turn the lights off, and if they don't hear you jingle jangling all over the place, then you're not a good Morris dancer. <laughs> with, with ninjas, you don't hear them coming. With Morris dancers, it's <laughs> it's a thing to be feared. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's dread. Yeah, Morris dancers and Santa. They have the same aesthetic. <laughs> that's why Morris dancers don't operate on Christmas Eve. It, uh, what? No, that's exactly when I would operate if I was a Morris dancer, because everyone would just be like, oh, here comes Father Christmas. There's a given agreement with the world that they won't operate With on, Father uh, Christmas, they've made an arrangement. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.